Okay, I'm going to tell a story. I read this recently. It was about this Navy officer that all he wanted in his career was to command a battleship. So, came to pass, he got commissioned to command a huge, beautiful, powerful battleship. So, he's out at sea. And he takes a night watch, and he's on the bridge. And off to the port, he sees a light. And he says to the singleman, send a message to that light saying they need to move 10 degrees south. So the singleman does. And the reply came back instantly and said, no, you move 10 degrees north. Well, that kind of got under the skin of the captain. So he said, tell that light, I am the captain. So the single men sent a signal to that light, and the light returned right away and said, hi, I'm Seaman First Class Jones. Well, this just got the captain nuts. So he grabs a single thing and he's shooting and he sends a signal I'm a battleship and the light sends back and says I'm a lighthouse move 10 degrees north see the point of that is no matter how big you are or how great you think you are that battleship is not going to move that lighthouse that's on rocks it's an immovable object. It's not going anyplace. The lesson there is, we think we're something. We think we're special. But the fact of the matter is, we're not. Humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. That's what scripture tells us. So in this little story, there's a big old battleship and an arrogant captain would not be able to move that lighthouse because it was immovable. And our Lord Jesus is immovable. He is the beacon that we need to be seeking for. Okay, let's turn our Bibles or your apps we're going to go to look Luke 5, 1. And I'm going to go ahead and read it to you. We're going from one ship to a couple of boats in this story. And what we find here in Luke 5 is Simon Peter. Now, a little background on Simon Peter. Simon Peter is a fisherman and a very successful fisherman. He fishes with his brothers, and Scripture will explain that. But he's going to have his second meeting with Christ in this Scripture because the first time he met Christ was when Andrew, his brother, younger brother, was about 17, 18 years old, brings Jesus to meet Simon Peter. 
Well, Simon Peter was the older brother, much wiser and everything, and he didn't think too much of Jesus. But his brother Andrew saw him being baptized by John the Baptist, and he was excited. But not Simon Peter. He wasn't very excited. So that's where we'll pick up. So we'll go ahead, and I'll read the scripture to you. This is Luke 5, 1. Now it happened that while the crowd was pressing against him, him being Jesus, and listening to the word of God, so God, uh, Jesus is teaching, he was standing by the lake, and he saw two boats laying at the edge of the lake. Okay? But the fishermen had gotten out of them and were washing their nets. So they were done fishing. They're cleaning up their nets. And he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little ways from land. Okay, here's this teacher that didn't impress Simon Peter very much, is asking Simon Peter, who has already been fishing and cleaning his nets, to get back in his boat and move him out a little bit. Probably tired, but he goes ahead and does it. And he sat down and began to teach the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Jesus said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Now, Peter's looking at him like a mule looking at a new gate. Huh? No. No, I'm not going to do that. Simon says, he answered him, Master, we worked hard all night and caught nothing. But I will do as you say and let down the nets. When they had done this, they enclosed a great quantity of fish, and their nets began to break. Okay, let's stop right there. So what's going on? Jesus tells Simon Peter, who's been fishing all night, tired, doesn't want to do this, reluctantly sets out, Puts down his nets, just thinking, I'm just going to appease this guy. I don't want to mess with him. Then all of a sudden, fish start coming into these nets. It's miraculous. What's happening here? He's taking a second look at Jesus, isn't he? So when he had done this, they enclosed a great quantity of fish, and the nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat, for them to come and help. And they filled the boats, and they began to sink, but they didn't. But when Simon Peter saw that, he fell down at the feet of Jesus. Okay, what is happening here? Is it about the fish? Is it about Simon or Jesus showing Simon how to fish? No. What the story is really about is that he knew, Jesus knew, that Simon was not very impressed with him, Simon Peter. Not very impressed with him. But he knew that he wanted Simon Peter. Jesus wanted Simon Peter to be one of his disciples. So what was Jesus doing? doing? He was showing him, let me show you what I can do. Has Jesus ever done that in your life? Has he ever showed you what he can do? 
Have you ever prayed for something and nothing ever happens? Then maybe a year later, all of a sudden, what you'd been praying for a year ago comes to pass? How did that happen? Maybe the time you were praying, Jesus didn't want to show you or reveal himself to you and answer that prayer because it wasn't time. Jesus' timing is perfect, isn't it? It's always perfect. And that's what Jesus is doing here on the boat. All this fish. It's not about the fish. It's about showing Simon Peter that I am the Messiah. And I need you. Let's go on. But Simon Peter saw that and he fell down at the feet of Jesus saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. Period. Actually, the Bible has explanation point. I am a sinful man. So what's going through Simon Peter's mind is that because I sin, I don't qualify. Scripture tells us we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We have a merciful and grateful God who loves us, cares about us, and wants nothing more than us to be with him. This area here, the people online, this is a place for sinners. If you're not a sinner, quite honestly, I don't want to talk to you. Because we're all sinners. I'm a sinner. My wife is the biggest sinner. Probably not going to have lunch today. I'll I'll just keep moving on. Let's just... Huh? Yeah, yeah, I I just rolled off my tongue. Just, you know, I don't know where I was going with that. So, Simon says, Leave me, Lord, I'm a sinful man. For amazement had seized him, and all the companions began to catch the fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John. They were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not fear, for now you will be catchers of men. Just stepping back a little bit. People seem to think that they need to clean up. The very first time that I went to church, I'd never been to church before. I was to hear a sermon. I was 51 years old, 52, something like that. I put on a suit, I put on a tie, because that's how church people look. And I walk into this church that a friend of mine kept telling me, you need to come to church with our family, Doug. You need to come to church. So after a year of her asking me that, I finally went just to shut her up. And I dressed all up. I was looking good. Walk in. I was one of like four people out of 200 people that had a suit on. Everybody else was in jeans, polo shirts, 
sweaters. I had a perception that I had to clean myself up to go to church. And the reality is, you don't. God loves you just the way you are, just the way you're, where you're at in life. God wants you in your mess. Because when you are in your mess, God can clean it up. If you're perfect and you don't have any mess and you're not a sinner, you don't need God. Do you? Why do you need him? You got it. But we need God. We need God in our lives because our lives are a mess. My life is a mess. I need God each and every day. Coming here to church this morning, I prayed from 35 to 70. I don't know, 10 minutes, 12 minutes. I prayed. I prayed for you guys. I prayed for me. I prayed that the Holy Spirit would come to this church and be with us this morning. I prayed because I needed to pray because my life's a mess and I needed him to straighten it out this morning like he does every morning because I wake up every morning and I pray to him because what? I'm a mess every morning. Sometimes I got to pray to him about 20 minutes later because I made a mess already. Simon Peter was a mess. Probably smelled like fish. Scales all over him. Fingernails were dirty. He was probably barefoot. His feet were dirty. He was a mess. But Jesus didn't see that. What Jesus saw was his heart. And he said to him, Do not fear from now on. You will be fisher of men. And then it says, When they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed Jesus. Successful businessman, good fisherman, good family man. He had it all going on, but you know what? He dropped everything to follow Jesus. So the question becomes, getting back to surrender, are you willing today to drop everything for Jesus? What is Jesus calling you to do? Is Jesus calling you to serve him? Is Jesus calling you to minister to your friends and family? What is Jesus calling you to do? He's calling you to do something because he has a plan for each and every one of us. First thing Peter did, he surrendered the boat to Jesus as a pulpit. Did he not? So he could preach from the boat. Second, he surrendered his time to Jesus. Keep in mind, he was done fishing. He wanted to go home. He wanted to go to bed. He wanted to get something to eat, but he surrendered his time. Thirdly, he surrendered his pride and being the captain of that boat, the moment he let those nets down, when Jesus asked him to drop those nets, he surrendered. He was the captain of that boat, and he was an expert fisherman. Nobody on that boat knew better than Simon Peter, but yet 
He put him down. And lastly, when he left his boats there and walked away, he surrendered his life and his will to the care of Jesus Christ. Are you willing to surrender this morning? Will you yield to the light of the lighthouse that's standing on the rocks? Or will you be like the captain of the battleship and allow your life to crash on those rocks? Are you listening? In a few moments, we are going to take communion. You'll be receiving the elements. And let's talk a brief moment about what that means. The cup represents the blood, the blood that was shed on the cross for you forever lasting life. Take that cup, drink it, and remember. The bread represents the body of Jesus that was broken. So you and me will be held blameless for our sins, our sinful nature, our sinful ways. And remembrance that die Christ died for us. He didn't know us, but yet he died for us. He surrendered everything to us. His father surrendered everything, his son, for us. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you this morning realizing our utter dependence upon you, trusting that you will make things right. We come to you surrendering our hearts and our minds and our will to you. I think of those that have surrendered so much and have given so much and have died glorifying you in all that they said and all that they did. I think of the missionaries. I think of the missionaries, our missionaries right now in Ukraine. They're willing to give it all for you. Willing to die for you. I don't know if I was in that situation. I don't know. And I, this might. I always have questions. Would I, would I be willing to do that? I don't know, Lord. I sense that I would. But I don't know. But I pray that you teach me, guide me. Make me who you want me to be. 
And I pray that you do it for each and every person here, each and every person online. We surrender, Lord. We're giving it up to you, trusting that you'll make all things right if we surrender to your will so that we may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever and ever. Amen. The bread represents the body of Christ that was broken for you, preserve you blameless and everlasting life. Take and remember. represents the blood that Jesus shed on the cross for us, for our sins. Take and remember. Jeremiah 29.11 says, for I know the plans for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper, not to harm you. To give you hope and a future. It's a wonderful promise. God has so many good things for, for you and your life. So I ask you today, please surrender to him. Let him fulfill his commitment to you because he does love you, he does care, and he wants you to be a child of God. Thank you. Hello, my name is Doug Doms. I'm the executive pastor here at the Movement Church. It is through your blessings that this ministry continues to reach out and touch lives that might not have been touched otherwise. If you want to continue to support our ministry, please go to movementchurch.community and please remember to tell your friends, go on social media, tell your friends at Movement 937. God bless you and have a wonderful day and thanks again.